1: Revived Thoughts is a production of Revive Studios. This is Troy Angel, and you're listening to Revive Thoughts.
2: Troy, we have uh, kind of like a behind the mic slash uh, announcement episode. Uh, we've been doing this almost uh, right about three years now, Troy. Well,
1: it's not almost. This is our three-year anniversary episode, Joel. It is officially, uh, we're recording this before three years, but when this episode is published, it will have been three years of Revive Thoughts, which is, you know, very nice. Good
2: job, everybody. Crazy. I would have never have guessed we would still be doing this in three years. <laughs> um, it is by far our most successful project <laughs> that we've ever ever attempted or tackled uh, in our... 10 years of friendship or so. For sure, I would say it's our only successful project
1: (laughs) in our 10 years of friendship. But you know, yeah, it's hard to say. It depends how
2: you count the metrics.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, No, Revive Thoughts is going, I mean, so we have finished three years, which is pretty incredible. I know people don't, don't, maybe, uh, how to say this, don't, don't, don't realize this, because some people listen to this show now and go, I mean, we've gotten people who are like, oh, it's such a great idea. We used to get people who are like, I had this idea, I just didn't do it. And I'm like, okay. Uh, (laughs) But there were so many people when we told them this idea at first who were like, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think that'll be very fun. I don't think you'll have many listeners. Um, and there were so many things like that that we had to figure out when we first started Revive Thought. So to be at a three-year mark now, to see it having gone for three years, people understand it. People are always volunteering to help read more sermons and all that. It's really great to see that we were not wrong. There was an idea here that God was using, and did, 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 it does do what we thought it
2: would do. When we when we were launching this show, I feel like the majority of people either fell into one of two categories, or it would either be people that said, like, I don't get it, I don't. I mean, good luck, guys. I don't under, i don't get it, though. Either either there was those people. That was probably the majority of the people, or there were people that yeah, like Troy was saying, they'd be like, "I had that idea." Uh, it's a, <laughs> yeah, no, like there was a lot of people that had thought about this. Um, but uh, and as Troy and I started producing these episodes, we realized why no one else has done this is because it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into any given episode of Revive Thoughts, and. As you guys are, I mean, it involves multiple people. It involves volunteers from the community reading these sermons. It involves a lot of research and editing those sermons. These ser- most of these sermons, and longtime listeners will know this, but they are sometimes in different languages. A lot of them are. A lot of them are in the Old King's English.
1: All of them. Not I. Almost every single one of them <laughs> is in Old King
2: James. Like old like, like King you couldn't James. take very the raw difficult. manuscript yeah right you couldn't take that original manuscript and read it because you literally would not be able to understand some of the words that these people use just because they aren't words that like are in modern day English anymore um and so pretty much every sermon has to be uh uh, like modernized the language needs to be updated um sometimes it's not you know necessarily translating languages but translating 1600s king's english is essentially a foreign language i mean it takes takes a while it takes
1: a lot of time and it also i (laughs) have to figure out their meaning you have to edit some of the sermons will be like 60 or 70 pages you have to drop them down to under 40 for them to be really more
2: condensed yeah it's
1: it's a ton of different things that go into it plus sometimes i don't even have um when i I, because i do all the searches for these sermons pretty much and when i look for sermon sometimes i find great sermons but they're still in like the books. So I had to ask the librarians to send them to me. Uh, I had to get them photo scanned and I had to take them to programs to translate those into words that I can use. And then they usually come in all jarbled. And so I had to then clean them up. And I mean, if you're doing that with a 1400s Manuscript. You're cleaning up jarbled words that came off of like a photo photocopy in almost another language. The English is so old, and it can be very, very difficult. But then the final product is something that, quite yeah. literally, the whole world has forgotten that no one has seen in hundreds of years, and that that makes it worth it. It's bringing something like George Matheson's cool sermon or David right. Livingston's speeches truly back to life.
2: Yeah, there are there are a few. Specific sermons in our catalog where we have the privilege of, with full confidence, being able to say that this is the only digital version of this sermon available anywhere in the world. Like, literally, the only other place you could see this is if you trudged through a small library in a small town somewhere in England. Like, that's the only other place that this manuscript exists. If you want to access it digitally, you know, from wherever you are in the world, our podcast is the only place that that exists. And that's really cool like that's a neat thing to have accomplished that I'm pretty proud of Um, and it's neat to have those in our catalogs you know obviously there's your also your bigger well known names like your Spurgeons uh, and others but um, it is neat to have a mix of uh, more more remote ones. Yeah,
1: they don't always do. They're not always as popular. I mean, you'll if you put out an episode with Jonathan Edwards, or Charles Virgin, you're gonna get. You know, more people are gonna click and talk about that one. But for me, honestly, I really love the episodes with people that they don't aren't as famous. To Henry Liddens, Liddens or William Muir's the the people that de hosts, people that everyone would have forgotten and no one would know who they were. Uh, and yet, Samuel Davies, which just came out, and yet they are really, really important to history and they have stories to tell too. The other thing that's been really fun about this, not just how edifying the content of these sermons has been and you know, bringing them quite literally out of history books and back to life, uh, but it's also just been really interesting to learn about all of these men. You know, I remember when I started this show, my wife, uh, Elise, who runs Mars and Missionaries, she said, at some point, you're going to run out of sermons, probably, because there's just, you know, there's only so many people you can do. And how many times can you retell the backstory of certain guys? And so there's like, a, there's an end date at some point. We both agreed that, yeah, at some point, we'll run out of sermons, hopefully by that point. Revive Studios will be big enough that, you know, the other podcasts are doing well. And, you know, we don't have to worry about that when Revive Thoughts hits that end date. As I have continued doing this, as we have gotten further, as we're entering our third year, I can honestly say we were really wrong. There are so many incredible people in church history That my list of names that I have sermons for, that I'm working on, or that I want to do sermons on is as long as it's ever been. There are so many incredible Mm -hmm. people we still have to touch and get to. Uh, I think Revive Thoughts has a long life ahead of it when it comes to people. And that's just if we do every single guy on my list once. If we go back and do, you know, second episodes and third episodes on some of those guys, I mean, it'll be a very long time before we actually run out of sermons, um, uh, sermon material. Right.
2: Because it's not only it's not only old sermons from like old people in church history, but you know we talk a lot about forgotten sermons, forgotten history, and there are. I mean, when, it makes sense when you crunch the numbers and you you think about everyone that's lived in the past two thousand years. But um, there are just straight up there's people that are entirely are forgotten and being discovered by us each week, where we hear. Um, about a, a specific person, you know in a specific part of the world that lived and specifically in um, Biographies of, of a specific person It'll mention a different person and another speaker and we can go and investigate who was that other person like there's a bit of a historical uh, Radio journalism almost kind of like going on uh, Trying to figure out who these old people were that like a lot of people have no idea who they were and and we're figuring out together And I found that aspect to be really interesting as well to like there's people that I've never heard of um, and we get to learn about them and we get to hear about what they were passionate about and we get to see how uh, it can still edify and uplift us uh, even here today in the 21st century. Absolutely.
1: No, I mean, it's one of the the funnest parts of Revive Thoughts and anybody who, we get this message all the time from people who just go, oh, my goodness, I've enjoyed listening to your show. I have learned about so many people that I have not heard about and I love that because I'm the same way. I mean, there are many weeks when I find a sermon and I start looking at the research on the person who gave the sermon and I'm as surprised by the information that I'm learning as anyone else. And then when we come to record it, I'm like, this guy is really cool. He did a lot of really interesting things. Or sometimes I'm like, well, this guy is a pretty normal guy, but he seems like a good guy. You know, it's worth remembering him. Some of the guys are, you know, they're professors and they wrote books and they didn't do as many exciting things. But that's also something that I think Revive Thoughts has taught me uh, is just how diverse the uh, skills, you know, the how different the people are. There are preachers, and teachers who are your professor types. There are preachers and teachers who have big crowds. There are preachers and teachers who are like these adventurous men like David Livingston who are going out and doing these crazy things. There are these poet types like Richard Sibbs. There are these tough, you know, no-hold bars, just telling it how it is. People like Samuel P. Jones. Uh, some of them are highly educated, you know, scholars like B.B. Warfield. Some of them are more gritty men of the people who just get down and say, does." all of these different types of people have their place in God's kingdom. And it's really taught me to realize, like, there's not just one way for a preacher to be. There's not just one way for God to use a group of people. There are many, many different people uh, who are using their skills in, in these different categories and in these different ways. You know, there are times for a Martin Luther and a John Knox, and there are times for a Richard Sibbs and a, and a Talmadge, and they can all have their place at the uh, at the at the you know table and the work God is doing, and they can reach people in ways that you know maybe just one of them can't. I think it really helped me to realize this idea that I had of okay, every preacher is going to kind of look like this. And, and acknowledge not even close, not at all, not from church history. Sure. that's not how it looks. and, and also recognizing too that hey, a, a lot of these guys make mistakes, we shouldn't hold every mistake against them because you know we make mistakes as well and not and not trying to just pigeonhole them. Even to yesterday, I saw somebody talking about Spurgeon saying, you know he just had very different ministries. I think a lot of people would have expected him to have when they first had this picture of him. And I go, I think that's true. The one thing in common, though, that I will say that all these greats of the past, I think, share in common that make them stand out through history is their courage and their unwillingness to compromise on the faith. And I think that's the key. You can have lots of things that make you different and whether you're artistic, whether you're illustrative, whether you just preach the truth, whether you have really long sermons or short sermons, you like lots of pictures and analogies, whatever it is, those things can be different from preacher to preacher. But do you stand on the truth and do you have courage to not compromise? Those seem to be the things that really stand out.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I think that's a like a supernatural element. I think I think the Spirit, you know, that that's what... Stands the test of time. Uh, men and their goals will fade away and be lost in time, but uh, God's word uh, is timeless and will stand through the test of time. And if you um, champion the word of God and stand for its truths, I, I think that uh, that is something that Lord the Lord honors. And it's neat to see that back in people's lives throughout history uh this past year troy we've kind of uh, incorporated a few new segments into what revived thoughts look like we've been doing the um i my one of my favorite segments which is listen to troy explain to me uh the history of a saint or you know a historical figure in the christian church uh and learn about that we did one about saint nicholas and saint valentine uh, which happened to be some of our most uh well, how do I say that? One of the, some of the best received episodes, there's a lot of people that wrote in saying, that was great, that was really informative, that was really interesting. Uh, and I like those as well, uh, just because I like being an audience surrogate and just hearing you explain to me uh, who that person was. And we've also been doing some revived conversations where we discuss um, different concepts we see in church history uh, and why we don't see them today or how they affect modern day church uh and th- those have also been really well received and so um it's kind of fun to, to experiment with some different uh show formats here uh, as we kind of in- entwine those with the old sermons as well but i've really enjoyed incorporating those and again it seems like the listeners like them as well which is al- always good always nice to hear
1: yeah, it's definitely been fun to see. It's also fun to see. So, when Joel and I first started doing this, you know, we were really nervous because we're not, we're, we're is, you know, and we still are. Uh, we didn't think, oh man, like we have any degrees, we don't have any churches, like we don't have a big institution behind us. So, we really wanted to be very professional, very polished. My first visions of the idea were like NPR level boring. And Joel was like, you need to make it a little bit more spicy than that. Like, that's too much. Um, <laughs> but I feel like this last year, especially we've been more free to be ourselves, be a little bit more open, share our opinions. And I wasn't sure how people would receive that because, I mean, you like listening to these old sermons and hearing the history, but how much do you care about the Joel and me aspect of it? In fact, I had kind of created this show hoping that if Joel and I ever had to go away, but we could be replaced basically so that we Mm -hmm. weren't the driving factors. You know, so many podcasts you listen to The person speaking is the personality and the reason you are listening. And for Revive Thoughts, I wanted the sermons and the history to be the reason you listened. But because of that, I was like, I don't know if anybody wants to hear you know, the opinion of myself and Joel on some of these historical things, even though we've been researching this for over two years. And now at this point, three years, we've been working on these projects for a long time. I didn't know if anybody wanted to see that side of it. And it was nice to see that people were like, no, we do want to hear from you. Uh, we do enjoy your episodes. We do enjoy the history content you guys have done. We've, we have, um, how to say, it? I guess maybe thinking like we have, we've have earned your trust that we, we kind of know what we're talking about. You mm-hmm. may not agree with us, Uh, You may listen to the Revived Conversation and come out, you know, the the one that I think most people probably didn't agree with was the Persecution Myth episode, if you've listened to that one. Hmm. I think a lot of people were like, that's an interesting perspective. I can't think of why I disagree with you, but I still disagree with you. I was like, that's okay. Um, But just that people were willing to listen and give us that chance to converse back and forth with them was pretty cool. And the other thing too is, I mean, People have been following uh, my own personal story here from Revived Thoughts coming over to uh, the mission page that we do for my wife and I following the Frasers and between her side of the show with martyrs and missionaries and my side. Um, a lot of our listeners have been supporters of us. Have been encouraging us. Will send us message telling us, "Hey, like we've been really enjoying, you know, hearing about your time in Cambodia and all these different things like that too." Which has also been really cool to see that you know so many of you who are listening don't just care just about the show, but you do care about Joel and I as well. And that, that has been very encouraging and very, and very nice to see that kind of flourish, you know, a little bit more, where it's not just I don't know, not just the history, but not less than the history either.
2: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned about uh, doing those revived conversations with a kind of a more personality-focused thing and us being hesitant to do that at the beginning. Because, again, when we launched this show, we had a lot of discussion, a lot of debates, a lot of lunch meetings about, uh, yeah, how informative, you know, if we wanted to stick straight to the facts, or how much of our personality wanted uh, to be in there. And we did kind of err on the side of what we, we called it channeling our inner NPR you know, try, trying to just be um, uh, delivering the facts, right? And I think that was a good decision to make at that time, because honestly, it I think it took us a couple years of doing this to really become familiar enough with the material and to learn from the material enough to... Uh, be able to talk about that stuff. I feel like if we were having these revived conversations out of the gate We would probably make fools of ourselves. Like um, it's something <laughs> about going through these old sermons uh, for a few years prior to this to where um, I, Yeah, I, I, I feel I I, I not agree with you, right? I think you so, see what too. I'm saying?
1: No, I, I agree. With yeah, because I, I, I know for a fact when I first started revive thoughts, you probably maybe felt the same way. I thought that I knew a lot of church history. Uh, right. I went to school, I went to a Bible college, I took church history, you know, class. I was like, I, I'm going to be fine. This is easy. I understand church history. The, you know, there's the Nicene Council, and then some stuff happens, and then there's a Martin Luther, and then some more stuff happens. And anyway, that's the church history. And I realized upon doing this show, learning about all these different men, learning all these controversies and all these. Different things and they all, all the extremely confusing things of the English Civil War and all this stuff. And over time, I realized, oh shoot, I do not know anything. I am really, really inadequate in this area. But I realized also, not just me, everybody is. And I think one of the great problems we have today is that we create a lot of people who know theology really well and they see how theology and history intersect. And so they think that they know a whole lot of church history. And in reality, I think that the church really, I won't say everybody, but I'll say 98% of us need to learn a lot more of our church history to understand better how we got here. Because I think most of us are really lacking in this area.
2: We also want to make it known to everybody. We would be remiss if we did not uh, thank our listeners, thank our community. Uh, There's no way that the show would have succeeded without the people that enjoy it and listen to it and and tell friends about it. It has grown not not because of what we have done, but due to all of our listeners that that tell friends about it and that shared, and also for all of our uh, volunteers that narrate these sermons. Uh, Again, these are all people from the community that have volunteered to read through there. If it's something that you would be interested in, don't hesitate to write to us. Uh, our email's in the description, revivethoughts at com. Give us an email if you'd like to narrate a sermon. Uh, and also for the people that support us on Patreon, we have several Patreon followers that financially contribute towards uh, the success of Revive Studios and allow us to uh, keep making content, and it makes the show a, a, a thousand times better uh, because of those who support us on Patreon. So we thank them so much as well. All right, Troy, I also think it's time. We, we've gotten to the point uh, where we can announce our next uh, Revive Thoughts deep dive topic. Oh boy that uh, has been getting worked on for a tremendous amount of time. And while we are entering production, it's still we're probably, <laughs> we're probably still looking at about a June uh, a launch for it, but um, it is locked into the topic. We have a script. We are starting the recording process. And I'm excited for this one because, again, it was something that I had heard it, with all of our Revive Thoughts, Deep Dive Topics, it's something hopefully you maybe are aware of maybe don't know all the details about it. Troy, I'm going to let you introduce and talk about it here.
1: I'm excited. So this is an episode, I ever since the beginning of Revive Thoughts, when I started looking at a church history, I've always, and maybe even longer, I've always wondered about this one moment. So there's this scene in the book of Acts. It happens before Cornelius is led into the church. So this is before Gentiles are led into the church. But if you remember, it's like Philip is teleported over to the Ethiopian eunuch who's reading this scripture. And, you know, it's this big scene. Philip goes up. He's like, hey, do you understand what you're reading? He's like, how can I understand what I'm reading? He baptizes, you know, leads to the baptism of this guy. And this guy goes back. And then the next chapter, Peter allows Cornelius in the church and through the visions and the Gentiles, right? And I've always had so many questions like, well, why wasn't the Ethiopian eunuch? considered a Gentile. He was not Israelite, right? And why, what happened after the Ethiopian eunuch went to Ethiopia? I mean, what happened? And it led to these big questions of what happened in Ethiopia? The church of Ethiopia, her whole story has been a mystery to me. I never hear really anybody talking about what's going on there, and what happened there. Uh, Did it become a church? You know, it's one of the first Christian kingdoms, not the first, but one of the first Christian kingdoms. It was a Christian country through its whole history, pretty much. Uh, It it avoided colonization where everyone else was going down. There's so many things like that. And there are some people who say that the Reformation stole its ideas from Ethiopia. And in my research, Ethiopia did have a proto kind of pre-Reformation, very John Huss style. Now, I will answer these questions uh, when we do the actual deep dive and discuss them with you because they are very interesting. Uh, it is it is a very interesting history of what went on with the church in Ethiopia. This thing took so much research to do because there's just not like a, you know, sometimes you take a topic and there's a couple big books and you look through them or a couple of good, you know, articles and stuff, and you can get a whole lot of information on them. In the case of Joan of Arc, there was so much information. In the Crusades, there was so much information. It was compiling it. But in the case of this episode, it was the opposite. Finding information, researching, reading the academic articles, trying to get them to fit together was a very tough challenge. It's our longest script for an episode ever. We go through literally the entire history of Ethiopia and the church there, and there are so many back and forthy moments, all building up to this proto-reformation, where you see an almost-reformation, is what I'm calling it, the almost-reformation of Ethiopia. It's a really interesting episode. Um, I really cannot wait for you guys to to hear this, and to hear this history... Uh, about this country that you probably don't know much about. Again, it's like all of our deep dives are meant to take a topic that you've probably heard about, like Joan of Arc, the Salem Witch Trials, the Crusades, and really show you what happened there. And our, as Christians, ask ourselves, what do we think of this? You know, with the Salem Witch Trials, we said, what do we think? Were there demons there? You know, we believe in demons, so could that have happened? In Joan of Arc's case, we believe God can send people. Did he send Joan of Arc? In the Crusades' case, you know, what do we think of Christians who kill these people? And in this episode, it's all about, okay, what do we as Christians do with this church that was in Ethiopia, still is in Ethiopia? And what happened there? Do, you know, are they a part of, you know, the Christianity that we all know. Were they a cult? What, just so many different questions. What was going on there? And, and to a degree, why don't we know what was happening there? Why is it so cut off from the rest of the stories? And I think that we do a good job of at least hitting some of those questions and answers, even if maybe, you know, you might disagree with the answers we come to. But we give you the research and we tell you the really interesting, intricate, and, boy, let me tell you, complex story of that country.
2: Wow. What a great... Introduction. What a great trailer, a great tease <laughs> for uh, a deep dive to come. Again, um, right now, we're looking probably late June for that to come out, but I'm looking forward to, to getting it all recorded and formatted and edited and ready for uh, public consumption there. All right, uh, last bit of news slash an announcement to make. Uh, we are going to be taking a brief uh what would you say i want to i want to say hiatus Hiatus. furlough uh uh sabbatical is that yeah (laughs) something like that um just just a couple uh, years no i'm just kidding no no don't don't scare them like that (laughs) good night uh i am a videographer with a missions organization and i'm headed to south africa for a few weeks to work on some video projects there um, and Troy and I discussed, you know, like, do we want to pre-record some episodes and uh, air it over the time? But um, we decided, you know, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Um, that way, Troy can have a breather here while, while I'm away. Um, but we will be back. Um, what was the date we decided? 26, right? 26 of May. May 26 yeah. will be uh, our following episode. So this will be the last one for uh, about three weeks. And then uh, starting again on May 26th, we'll be back. We'll be back with another episode of Revive Thoughts. We'll also probably make uh, an announcement on Facebook or so just so people can see this. We know a lot of people don't uh, listen through the whole episode, so there might be people that miss this segment here. (laughs) Don't dismay. There's other shows to listen to. You can... Uh, pop on over and get your daily devotional fix on the Revive Devos feed. Or the new show at Revived Studios, Chris Wineland, is still airing throughout uh, our our uh, our absence here. So you can listen to them. A little bit of a different vibe, a little bit of a different topic, but um, very informative, very interesting content there. If you've not listened to uh, the first several episodes, I think there's three or four out by this point, And yep. they're all fascinating about history in hollywood this most recent one uh is titled uh, movies that saved hollywood or something like that like just talking about uh, different instances in which uh movie producers put their foot down about making christian movies and it paying off and saving the studio and things like that so it's it's really interesting don't hesitate to check it out. Forgotten Hollywood with Chris Wineland.
1: Yep, those are definitely some good episodes to listen to. You're not completely abandoned. Revive Studios will have content, and I know that Elise will have at least one episode of Mars and Missionaries out. She's already shown me most of the scripts, so you guys will be good with some of that coming too. I will say... Uh, I do not like taking breaks. It was an effort of faith to let me out, to get me to go, (laughs) okay, I need to trust that God will take care of the studio and the podcast, even when we're not making episodes. Even when we moved to Cambodia, we did not miss a beat on a single episode during that time. But during this time of Joel going to South Africa, he'll be gone for three weeks. Recording them all beforehand was just not going to happen. And I realized I'm being a little bit faithless, not trusting the Lord to just continue blessing (laughs) the studio, even if we don't have an episode out every single week. So trusting him. We're going to take a couple weeks down. Uh, if I have been getting new volunteers coming in to read sermons for Revi Thoughts, but if you're one of those people who listens and goes, Hey, I'd like to read a sermon for Revi Thoughts. We're always happy to get new speakers and people in as well. We have new stuff coming out, not just the Ethiopia deep dive, but we have new projects that we're working on some brand new ideas and things that we have, uh, been moving forward on for a while. So be praying for Joel and I, and for the whole studio. Uh, while we are gone because we want the Lord to bless these different things and that when we are back in a couple weeks, hopefully we will have some more things to show you very soon. This is Troy and Joel and you're listening to Revive Thoughts.